Hello, babes, and welcome to this week's podcast. This episode this week, we'll be talking about drugs. Before we begin, I would just like to say this episode is not endorsing, supporting, telling you to go run and do them. Uh, People still do them no matter how much you tell them not to. This episode is going to be an honest conversation between me and my lovely guest. This episode is going to be about our personal experiences with drugs. So this isn't me telling you to go and do them or making them sound fun. I Once again, disclaimer, I do not want you to go do drugs. Don't do them. They're bad for your health. <laughs> okay? But yes, today, guys, I am joined by the lovely Stevie. Thank you for joining me today. It's uh, lovely to have you here. I think this will be our first conversation where we actually talk to each other privately, one-on-one. I think it is, to be honest, because we've only ever really spoken to each other on stream, either mine or yours, right? But either way, thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you here. I feel like you should have been here a long time ago, but we've got you finally. (laughs) Finally, finally. Well, you know, I had to get a new mic because my old mic was trash. So um, I know. And I would have been here like 15 minutes earlier when you said that you were here, but I've just bought VR and that turned up. So no I was kind way. Of, yeah, so I've kind of just been like a kid on Christmas morning uh, oh, dealing with that. So, but I put it aside. It's away. It's out of sight. I am you all yours. You should have told me. I would have been like, we'll do this another day. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in doing this. Lovely. I'm very excited to hear your stories. But before we start, Stevie, please, can you introduce yourself to the lovely peoples? I would be more than happy to. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Stevie. I'm a member of the Epically Average Gamers, along with Dan. Uh, we are a group who play games epically averagely. Um, in my real life, I am a game designer or game developer. Uh, I work for Ubisoft over in uh, Germany, in, in Mainz, or Mainz, if you're German. Um, and I've been doing that for about seven odd years now. Um, and yeah, that's basically me. Wow. Do you know that? It's actually, you sound well cool. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot more fancier than it sounds, I promise you. <laughs> because like, everyone's like, oh, explain yourself, Emma. I'm like, I live at home. <laughs> I have nothing, Steve. You sound like a superhero. No, no. You do. You work for Ubisoft. Uh, That's yeah. a superhero. That's like Siege. I mean, it is like Siege and like yeah. Assassin's Creed and all of that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's also... Lots of people work for Ubisoft. It's a huge, 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 huge company. Like, random fact of the day, like 2,000 people, maybe even 3,000 people ended up working on the latest Assassin's Creed. Wow. You know? Crazy. Oh, my God. Absolutely that is crazy, crazy numbers of people. Do they need a cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> I can do that bit. <laughs> cleaner, no. But do they, do they need an awesome person? Always. And we'll get you in for that. Give people high fives. Yeah, you've got this. They're like, leave me alone. <laughs> fuck off (laughs) yeah fuck off leave me alone i'm sick of this girl that comes around the office and just says everyone's great she's a bitch get her out of here but today stevie i hope you have some very exciting stories for us because we're talking about drugs oh i've got some interesting stories for you i've got some interesting stories of well like i'd say young stevie was an idiot but adult stevie is an idiot as well so um, oh yes (laughs) so you know like let's go on (laughs) Let's yeah, see let's, where we go. So let's begin with, well, let's start from the beginning. So what was like the first drug you ever tried? Oh, uh, I think for me it was ev- like everyone's gateway drug, which is weed. Um, <laughs> gateway? Don't call it a gateway drug, Stevie. <laughs> it is. A, it, well, you know, like 
if it when when you're young and and like naive, it is a bit of a gateway mm-hmm. drug. I think you have to admit that, right? A little um, bit, yeah. Because, I do agree. Um, you know, it, I went to an all boys school. Um, Mm-hmm. It was it was cool to go and bunk class, go around. We we had a smoking tree because uh, we were really <laughs> original with our name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a tree that even though was in no way out of sight <laughs> from anyone, <laughs> all the smokers hung around and smoked around. And what was amazing with that tree is all the teachers knew about it. And yet people still went back. You know, it was it was oh literally checked every 10 minutes and every time there'd be a smoker. Right. How did you pull that off? Because I swear, teachers they shut that shit down. So I wanna, I wanna <laughs> emphasize that before I answer this, the school I went to doesn't exist anymore. It got bulldozed oh. like ten years ago, maybe that five years ago. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't exist. It failed too many Ofsted checks. It is gone. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I can see how you got away with it then. <laughs> so exactly right. So I think the teachers at that point were like, okay, we're not going to be able to stop this. Let's try to manage it, but. Mm-hmm. but you know at least they're on site still right yeah okay um, and you know that eventually led to someone smuggling in i say smuggling in bringing in from home uh, a little baggie of weed and we all had had a couple of puffs of that uh, and thought we were hard as nails and then <laughs> from there it happened more and then other people started having it around their houses and whatnot now i want to emphasize that I didn't turn into one of those weed heads that did nothing but smoke the weed. But yeah, um, like whenever it turned up at a party or anything, or uh, whenever I was hanging out with a particular group of mates, yeah, we ended up having mm-hmm. some weed, and it was it was it was good fun. Okay, well, how was your experience doing the drugs? Because obviously, marijuana has its effects. Mm-hmm. So, at a young age, do you feel like the effects were the same? Well, I'd, we haven't got to you doing them in the future if you have done them in the future. But how were the effects for you at the time you were doing this? Was it like you were smoking then could go and do class? Or did you smoke and then you had to go have a sleep somewhere? Oh, like if, if you'd asked me back then, I'd be like, yeah, it didn't affect me at all. I could go do class. Like I wouldn't be caught <laughs> at all. Of course, I'd like teachers knew, right? But, <laughs> like, come on. Like not, not only do you stink of it, but um, like when you're that young, you don't have, you have no tolerance to anything right like you can't hide the fact that your eyes are now red you can't hide the fact that they're they're half closed you can't hide the fact that you're slurring everything you say and whenever anyone asks you a question it takes you 30 seconds to register what they've actually said to you just just holding the long pause just going uh Uh, yeah (laughs) so stereotypical isn't it like movies get it spot on most of the time for when you're a kid smoking weed as i got older like that tend to happen less and i gained a tolerance to it um, okay but, so weed is something you continue to do it was it yeah but again only in like a social situation type thing when i went to oh, uni okay. when i went yeah. to uni i did it a lot more during college i actually barely did it ever because the people i hung around with college weren't part of that yeah so, so once i left school and didn't really hang out with those people anymore it was all about college and you know, college was great. Loved my time at college, but these people were fellow nerds, like to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so we was more about playing rock band than we were about what drugs we could do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> when I went to uni, one of my really good mates who ended up becoming one of my housemates in final year um, was big on the drugs or the droogs. 
Ooh. And like never in a um, like a, a pushy way or anything. He was just incredibly open minded about it all. Oh wow! Okay. And a couple of times he knocked on my door and went, "I'm going out the back for a joint. Want to mm-hmm. come join?" And I'd be like, "Yes, yes, yes I, I do." do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uni was stressful. It was stressful. Yeah. It was proper stressful. And because um, I did a uni course that didn't have any exams, which is sounds nice on paper, but it means that everything's on coursework. Which mm-hmm. means that, and the coursework we had was huge, huge amounts because I did three D modeling and animation for games. Oh, so dang. we were doing huge, like three D projects or animation projects, and those take time to build, like a lot of time. And we had to have like six of them in a semester. So fuck, it would literally be um, like up, maybe get yourself something to breakfast, boot up the yeah. computer, boot up your software, work, 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 work until like stupid hours in the morning. Sleeping mm-hmm. patterns would go out of whack. I'd be sleeping, I'd be waking up at like uh, six o'clock in the evening, staying up till eight o'clock in the morning, you know, like. Jesus. And do you know what? It does take up a lot of time. So kudos to you guys, developers, because I edit a stream and I'm like there for five million hours. So let alone building a fucking game. It's crazy. Yeah, I bet it is. So having a joint was a nice little release. I'm going to have a good sleep and I'm going to get up and continue my fucking uni life until it's done. That was pretty much it. Like. That like it, it always followed a pattern, and I loved it so much, right? Like because I very rarely ever gave myself time off. Whenever I had a joint, I gave myself like a couple of hours, if not the rest of the evening, off until I went to sleep, and then carried on the next day. Because it was always in the evening, um, yeah. And we'd go out and have the have the joint or two. Go in, order from a really really shoddy takeaway called Let Z Eat, or let, it's meant to be Let's <laughs> Eat, but they separated the Z, so it read as Let Z Eat. So, <laughs> um, right, and and you know, I'm pretty sure that place got shut down for a while because they were serving quote unquote fake meat. Oh my um, god, you've right? eaten some holes. <laughs> Jesus maybe, Christ, maybe I, I don't know, but it was good. It was good at the time, right? Uh, it was covered <laughs> in spices. I don't care. Um, but we'd order that, eat eat that through the munchies, put something on the telly and sit there not reacting, but it would be amazing. Like I just chill. Yeah. I vividly remember, uh, watching like an episode of South park and in Mm. my head I'm, I'm laughing and this is the funniest thing I've ever seen because I love (laughs) South park Yeah. in reality. Cause one of our other housemates who, who didn't do any form of weed or anything came and joined us and he was like, yeah, I was laughing. I looked around and you two were just sat there in silence. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was having a good time in my head. <laughs> exactly, right? So you've had all of these experiences, like specifically about marijuana. You seem to have had very positive experiences. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a whitey or a green out? However, you. Uh, I once I almost had a whitey, and that was when I tried to smoke sixty pounds worth of weed in an evening. <laughs> um, as I said, I was an idiot. You dog. So the like the previously mentioned uh, housemate, um, mm-hmm. I won't use his actual name. Let's call him Brian. It's not Brian, but we'll call him Brian. Brian. Whenever it came around to his birthday, he lives in a place called Nottinghamshire. Not Nottingham, Nottinghamshire. It's like the, the fields and woods outside of it, right? <laughs> yes. You, It's very important you say the Shire, otherwise they get pissed off, right? Okay. <laughs> so whenever it goes around to Brian's birthday, Brian uh, has a weekend-long party where we all turn up with tents and the, the house he's in is really nice and it's surrounded by fields and whatnot as well, right? Ooh, so lovely. Uh, we all just turn up with tents, 
it, he's got no neighbors because he's surrounded by fields so we can be as loud as we want with music ourselves and everything right um and turn up on a friday leave mid-afternoon on a sunday spend the whole time basically non-stop partying crashing when you need to getting up first thing that happens is someone puts a either a drink or a, a form of drug in your hand right <laughs> And it basically just turns into a little mini festival. It was It's fucking great. But for one of those, it, it was when I was starting to come out of my drug phase. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I say come out of my drug phase and I'm talking about 60 pounds worth of weed. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll stick, I'll just stick to weed for this Brian Fest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be there from Friday onwards, Could probably smoke on average about 20 pounds of weed in the evening. So I probably need about 60 pounds of weed. Right, so I bought sixty pounds of weed, and when I say pounds, I mean the currency, not weight. Yeah, I was about to say Jesus. <laughs> right, so yeah, I bought sixty pounds of weed, wow. and then one of his mates who I get on with really well uh, was turned turn around and he was like, "You're going to smoke all of that in one evening?" I was like, "Hell no!" He's like, "I think you should smoke all of that in one evening and see what happens." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, all right then, fine." Because you know, you put me up to a challenge, I'll fucking try it. Because again, yeah. I'm an idiot, <laughs> and. um <laughs> You know, I didn't even make it halfway because that's a lot of weed. Oh, Stevie! And I, I was, I was also drinking uh, a lot of. I think it was. I think it was either whiskey. I know Ooh. beer was involved, but it was either whiskey or maybe even Disarano at that point. I don't know, but I was drinking at the same time. And everyone knows the golden rule: the you combo. Don't don't. You don't drink and smoke. Nope, right? You don't. You don't do it. It's a fucking dumb idea. It's so a I, disaster. <laughs> so I got to about the 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 halfway through my stash point, and I, I was sat at the table, and suddenly everything like my balance went. Even though I was sat down, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then I felt the like when when uh, I guess it's, the only way you can really describe it is when you're about to faint, like when, when like you feel the, the blood rushing yeah. out. You 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 suddenly feel cold yet sweaty, mm. and you're like, "Okay." Something's about to happen. So I was like, I, I, I politely excused myself from the table, went to his bathroom and just frantically splashed water on my face. Even though I had nothing to do with helping, I was just trying to do something. I managed to fight through it. I didn't pass out or anything, nice. but I sat down and went, yeah, I'm not doing any more tonight. <laughs> and just just <laughs> carried on done. drinking. <laughs> yeah, it was, that, that was the closest I've ever come to a whitey. The craziest I've ever been is when I cooked it in, in brownies. I can make a, yeah. I can make a mean butter. I really oh, can. Oh, nice! Um, and for people who don't know what I mean by butter is, when you cook with weed, you typically make a weed butter, especially brownies. You don't yes. just put lumps of weed in brownie mix. No. That's going to end badly and make you quite ill. I imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a long cooking process to yeah. create some beautiful brownies, isn't there? Yes, yes, there is. Um, but when you get it right, it's fucking amazing. It's really, really, really good. Yeah, I had two. I mean, they, they were pretty. They were pretty big slabs of brownie because I I really like brownies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just in general, not even yeah. the space variety. I fucking <laughs> love gooey chocolatey nonsense. It's great. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, I had two of them. One was enough. <laughs> I was I was basically <laughs> like, I need to go lie down, and I slept for a long time, for a very long time. <laughs> Edibles so. hit differently they from really my do. own experience. I have smoked weed as a as a growing up child. My mum, mm-hmm. bless her, she would be very disappointed. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but um, I guarantee you she wouldn't. She was a, a pro edible. She wasn't pro smoking. Right, My okay. mum's never been pro smoking at all, and she always okay. said if you're going to do it, put it in something. 
Okay, so. fair. <laughs> so she was like, she. I think because she was a bit of a wild child. My mum used to do a lot of pills back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So she knew that obviously even if she said don't do it, I'm going to go do it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. To me, that is the smart way to do it of parenting where if I continually tell a child not to do something, I'm only enforcing them the fact that they will do it. Yeah. Um, instead, educate them on how to do it properly. And Safely, I'd, I'd yeah. like exactly right. It's like okay, so and this is, and this is what my mum did to me. Like she she said to me, like ideally, I wouldn't want you doing weed, but also I did a lot of it, and that's very hypocritical of me. So, <laughs> um, and you know, like she did it when I was a kid. Because for people who don't know, I was I was born in Holland. My mum my mum is English, Ooh. but she travelled the world. I think she ended up like living in like six different countries, right? Like, wow. She, she lived in France. She lived in Greece. She lived in Israel. She lived in Holland, obviously. Wow. Um, I need your mum on the podcast as well. <laughs> like the stories she can tell. She she's an incredible woman. She really yeah, is. Bless her. She's she's disabled to the nth degree now. She can barely walk and all of that. But she lived the life she wanted to live. Wow, um, that's incredible. So, but like I, I remember like in Holland, sometimes in England as well, which is questionable because it's at that point it was highly illegal. Weed was still a class A, um, mm-hmm. if maybe a class B, because it's a class C now, if I remember correctly, right? I think so, yes. Right. Um, but back then, her her having it on her and smoking in with a child in the house could have got me put into like oh, child yeah. protective services, right? She was the one who taught me to don't drink and do it at the same time. For the love of fuck, don't do it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um and I only ever didn't do it once as it as, sorry, I only ever disregarded that advice once and learnt my lesson. Yeah. That's the story I just told. But <laughs> um yeah, she was like, Don't ever buy from someone that no one else has ever bought from. Yeah, solid advice. And if you're ever a festival, bring <laughs> your own. <laughs> just bring <laughs> yeah. your own. You have no idea what goes on at festivals. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. And you have no idea what they've laced it with and all that. Exactly. Like, so she, she educated me a lot with it, right? She's like, and again, like she did, She it's not as if she went, the world's your oyster, smoke all you want. Yeah. She, she was like, please don't, but if you do type thing. The only thing yeah. she's ever told me not to do to the point of tears in her eyes is ride a motorcycle. Um, oh, that's and, a big thing. My mum's anti-bikes. Right. And and that that was the only time I ever went, yeah, all right, mum. Yeah, right. Because yeah. in her case, she watched one of her best mates. They, she was on one of her other mates' bikes. They were driving alongside each other. The best mate on the other bike fell and died instantly. Right. Wow. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's not put my mum through that like reoccurring yeah. nightmare, shall we? Going back to the original point, to me, that's the best way to uh, parent and educate your child because the, the honest truth of the matter is, I think. 90% of people will try drugs at least some point in their life. A hundred percent. And mainly right. I would say in your teens, mm-hmm. um, early early 20s as well is probably the biggest time because that's when you're learning life. And then you go out to this big wide world and there's drugs everywhere. Literally and, everywhere. And right. it's overwhelming, I think. If you don't know anything about it and have no idea what you can do, I think one of the best things you can do is to educate mm-hmm. about it and, you know, don't scare people so much that they're going to be like, ah, but also don't make it sound super fun so that they go off and start doing crack. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that that's also the thing you need to educate is, is the danger ones. Like, mm-hmm. and, and don't just go, don't do it because it's bad, but explain why it's bad compared to yeah. the others. So we take crack, crack, for example, is an entirely synthesized drug that mm-hmm. is 
literally one of the worst things you can put in your body ever. I think only really combated by heroin and meth. Heroin. Right? Um, and the the side effects it can have are horrific. So oh, it's like, yeah. but also the high isn't that great. The problem it has, well, not that I know, I've never done it, but from people who have explained it to me, mm-hmm. um, the high isn't even that great. The problem is, is it's highly addictive. Yeah. Right? So you become highly addicted to a thing that's not great, that absolutely destroys you from the inside out, but you can't help Stop but it. want yeah. more of right it's yeah. it's it's horrible it's just a catastrophe of creation that one they are that is the i think that is the best way to do it you're right talk about the bad ones and how it's going to affect you pretty much tell people if you go and do bath salts for the rest of your life you will end up behind a dumpster and die yeah pretty much right <laughs> but you know it's like the ones like weed i am not like super like i don't go around wearing all green and i'm like yeah 420 blaze it like oh everywhere. god those people <laughs> But I am like I personally am pro marijuana. I have never had a bad experience with it. If you're smart about drugs, exactly. If you're not an idiot, like we're just general good people, Stevie, and we have a little puff every now and then, or have an edible. We'll Mm -hmm. sit, we'll watch South Park, we'll eat a little bit of munchies, go to sleep, and live our lives, have a good time, giggle. Mm -hmm. But you get the stupid idiots that go out there and want to smoke weed in people's faces and flick all their ash and, and just be absolute douchebags about drugs it's it's amazing that you bring that up because um uh i was i went out yesterday to get my hair cut for the first time in well since november great experience but the important <laughs> thing is is when i was walking there i live right on the riverfront uh mm-hmm. in, where i live in germany in mines um it's got a beautiful equivalent of a boardwalk but it's kind of, they just call it the river walk and as I was walking along there, there was these two guys just sat out in the open, uh, smoking weed next to a playground, right? And 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 I was like, "What the fuck are they? Do- Why are you doing it?" But before even I got to say anything, some mm-hmm. other people came over and were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, um, I'm like, "Oh, go Germany," because in the UK, no one would have done that. No one, <laughs> right? no hell no. <laughs> um, and yeah, move these people on. But yeah, you do get those people where it's like, "Why would you do it in the open in a?" Like not even just a public space, but an incredibly busy public space next to a playground. Children. What is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. What what isn't connecting in your brain there? And that's that frustrates me the most about it is the fact that we're pro it. We're like, yeah, this isn't a drug that's harmful to you if mm-hmm. not used, you know, if used correctly and safely. And we want this to be legal because it's a feel good. It's not. We're not sitting there and not doing anything with our lives because you can function on mm-hmm. marijuana if you actually want to. There's, you know, people that are smoking in front of kids and in playgrounds and stuff like that. And just on top of that, I think there's a big stigma, especially in the UK. Um, if you smoke weed, you're likely from a council estate, wear tracksuits and want to fight people with an ASBO. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a classy drug, I don't think, if for in the UK you'd like to tell people you do because it doesn't necessarily make you look good because the most people in the UK that are open about smoking weed are chavs. But this is it right now. I, I grew up on a council estate Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, surrounded by people in, in tracksuits, mums with eight kids, because it means they get more money from the government each week and all of that stuff. Right. Um, I'm, I'm used to all of that. The, the reason that they smoke the weed so much like that is because, 
they've got nothing else, right? Like there's there's nothing else in place to help them. Or if they are, it's it's half-assed and half-built uh, because honestly, the current government in place doesn't care. Um, and so they get hooked on all kinds of drugs and it's not even just weed, right? They get mm-hmm. hooked on all kinds of drugs and then people get surprised and upset when when they give them more money, it goes straight on drugs. Yes, because they had nothing <laughs> that's that, that that's that started as their escapism. It's now become their life because there's nothing to help them. Um, yeah. And all you're doing is adding fuel to the fire because you don't care. Um, and then that leads to, because uh, you can smoke too much weed and your brain turns to mush. Yeah, right? you can. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's, that's when you, you see the people who uh, have long stopped taking care of themselves, have mm-hmm. long stopped taking care of, the kids around them and whatnot. Their houses are a shite hole. They bet they've got like three teeth in their face, uh, all of which are left are are like very dark yellow, rotted because of all the smoking that they do. They can barely string a word together because their brains fucked from all the weed and what else they've been taking, as well as the alcohol they've been taking with it and the the shit food that they can't really afford anything else other than uh, because they don't know how to do anything else. And yeah. beyond the point of, because I've heard some people go, well, surely it's common sense that you go out and you, you better yourself. Not to these people, not anymore. Um, they are past the point of common sense. They can't think like that anymore. Mm-hmm. They need help. And that's that's where a lot of the negative connotations from drugs come from, because these people turn to drugs because that's all they think they can do. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the negativity spurns around that because, they need their next fix and the things they'll do around that, the way they turn when uh, they take these drugs or like the, the stereotypical imagery that goes behind it. Like as we were saying before, where it's the, the greasy, dirty chap mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with matted clothes and track suits walking down the street, not caring, smoking a joint that, that becomes the image of all joint smokers. Yeah. It's not, but um, it's the image that they like that, it's again it's essentially propaganda people like propagandists put up against drugs of this is what you'll become no yeah it's not no, that's, that's a byproduct that's of a case. very different problem yeah it's a really interested that you actually say all that because i feel educated by that because it's not something i ever really thought about you know i live in an estate and that's around me all the time as well but i don't ever look at it in that sort of way like these people need help mm-hmm but I think that's probably because like when I've been around them, they're having the best time. Like they never, well, the ones that I've been around, um, they've never seemed like they're needing help. They mm-hmm. are like happy to be playing the government, happy to be spending that money on weed, happy to be, you know, going down the offie and getting the six pack of beers. That's their Friday night and they love it. And so for, yeah. for me to hear that side of it actually is it is really like, educating because I, I like to see that different side of it because I've never seen that side. So it's nice to know. I really appreciate how you said it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I could bring that perspective. The, the sad truth of the matter is there, there will be people that like doing that though, right? That like mm-hmm. not having any form of job and like getting everything for free from the government. There always will be yeah. people like that. The problem is, is if it, if it doesn't get educated out of them or, Educate is probably the wrong word, but if it doesn't get helped or addressed, these people tend to reproduce quite frequently, in, mm-hmm. shall we say. Um, and if they're not looking after themselves, they're not going to look after their kids. 
Yeah. Right? When the kids don't get looked after, this becomes their norm. So the kids turn out like that and then they reproduce yeah. and then they reproduce and yeah. the problem just goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. So that's why, like, like, cause I've walked to the shops, passed a couple of chavs, sat on a bench and they've called out to me or tried to start on me or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They have never been taught anything ever. Yeah. This is how they believe they should act. Right. This is also how they find their way in the world. Like it's how it's, by by enforcing themselves upon someone else, it makes them feel like they're actually there rather than a forgotten thing. It's a fucking horrible way of doing it, but it's a weird psychology of, of what, what triggers it. Right? I suppose it's all they've seen, you know. They've just right. watched their parents shout on the estate. They don't even communicate properly with one another. So mm-hmm. to watch that growing up is probably, you know, that's how... Well, we just all holler at each other and shout at people because that's what my mum and dad did with the neighbours. <laughs> so, right. thing that opened my eyes to it, right, is my first job was in a bar, uh, in well, in a pub, in, and it was in the middle of a village, in just outside of London, if you can call it a village, but they called it a village. It had a lot of chap families in it, and you know they come in and the first time they come in you're like oh god what's happening oh shit oh god i don't want to upset these people i hope i don't get their order wrong i hope they don't start me but so keep coming in and you get to know them and you and you build a a familiarity with them and like when you come in and you're like hello dave how's it going and you know seeing on their face that someone's actually happy to see them rather than rolling their eyes or actively avoiding them you actually see things change in their head yeah um and you get to know these people and some of the hardships they've gone on and, and it's it's very eye-opening stuff. But, you know, again, it depends on the people they are. I might yeah. have gone, hello, Dave, how are you going? And you could have told me to fucking do one or thrown like yeah. a bottle at me or something, right? Yeah. I've, I've known people like that. <laughs> there um, are people like that. I think that's the thing is just in general, people are so like, ugh, about other people and it doesn't matter who they are. I've, I think a lot of, of the demographic just think they are better than the below you know and we're just all people Mm -hmm. we all should you know we've all got our own stories and we all come from different backgrounds and that's what annoys me is because i'm open to talk to anybody i don't care what you've done in your life where you've come from like who you are as long as you are a decent person and and i think just as long as you are a good person who's who's open and it could be anybody you could be outside the job center and i know a lot of people as soon as you hear the job center word they're like oh but yeah. to me, you know, how how could you judge someone for going job center when they could actually be a decent person, but because of the way they look and where they're from, you've instantly linked them and gone, they're a dodgy person. I don't want to know them. They could mm-hmm. just literally be someone who hasn't grown up in a wealthy family, can't afford nice clothes, gets hand-me-downs, and they're going to collect their money so that they can go shopping for the week for their kids. Exactly, right? I love that you brought up that example because... I had an experience outside a job center that opened my eyes a lot more to the type of people who uh, go to job centers. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the time, when you see people queuing outside the job centers, they're exactly the type of like druggy chav that we spoke about before. You know, like they're, they're, they're thin, they're shriveled, the eyes are sunken, no teeth yeah. in their mouth. Clearly take a lot of drugs, probably still stink of last night's alcohol and like uh, special brew and whatnot, right? Like caps that were at some point white, but are now matted and dark gray and whatnot. Yeah. Right? Um, so while I was walking past one of those at one point, a woman was walking past and she was fussing around with something in a bag and her purse fell out. 
she didn't realize. And one of these guys in his late 40s, I would say, right? Though saying that, based on how haggard he is, he could have been in his 20s, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, saw it, picked it up, ran out after her and went, you dropped this and gave it back to her. And I was like, fuck, okay, these aren't money grabbers because he could have just run off with that. Yeah. Right? Because not, not only when you drop you and lose your wallet now is it, oh, shit, I've lost the money that's in uh, like the, the paper money or, or change mm-hmm. I've got in there. It's, oh, yeah. I've got bank cards in there now that they can do uh, contactless yeah. on, right? So he could have he could have had a fucking field day. He um, could have, yeah. But he didn't. He ran up and gave it back to her and then went back to his place in the queue. He's like, okay. Yeah, and if that's something you wouldn't say. <laughs> like, you wouldn't expect to see that at a job center, would you? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> and, you know, like, I've, I've um I've never had to collect, but I have been to the interviews to sign on before and it's a heart-wrenching building to be in it's do you know i'll have to this could be a whole nother podcast i have signed on several times Mm. um prior like when i when my mum died i signed on because i never wanted to but i had no other choice and to be honest i would love to say that the job center people the people that do your interview with you they are unbiased and un- they have no, like, it's just neutral. You'll go in there as a person and explain in your situation and they're helping you. I'd, I'd love it, to say that too. It's not but true, But they're not. <laughs> it's not true. They judge you like you are the scum of the earth. You're ex- yep. filled with excuses. You sit down. Like, I sat down told this lady was like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, right, my mum's died. I've lost my job. Um, I need some help whilst I look for a new job. And she pretty much looked at me like, whatever probably lying like it was i've never felt so judged by people that are supposed to be helping people yeah and that's the problem with a lot of our systems right now is there is a lot of judgment um Mm -hmm. the 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 mentality for any of the benefit and we've gone way off topic so we'll we'll go back after this we'll go back yeah (laughs) um but the point of the benefit system is no longer to help people it's to find a reason not to um Mm -hmm. and you see that across the board with job seekers, with uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but uh, f- uh, the aid for people who can't work uh, because of illness and whatnot. Is it EPP or, or something? I'm not too sure. Because like, as I mentioned with my mum, she, she can barely walk anymore. And they're like, so why can't you go out and work? She's like, uh, well, I have Parkinson's. I can't walk. I can barely remember who I am most days. And like, huh, you can still work in an office, right? She's like... <laughs> like fucking hell idiots like and i'm not even like exaggerating that was literally wow. what they said to her she was like i i can't wash myself without the help <laughs> of a carer how do you expect me to get to the office yeah. in a state to work <laughs> that's and, insane and it's like um yeah okay uh so and and the the fight that we have to go through just mm-hmm. to get her the help that she needs to be able to pay for carers to help her yeah <laughs> right it's just it's it's heart-wrenching every goddamn time it um, is so upsetting the way it is like that a part of me does think though that the reason they are so unhelpful is because of the amount of people that they have going there to take advantage this is a so problem right they have all them people that are going there and taking advantage of the system who they need a little bit of help but they're able and they could get up and do it themselves they're just lazy and they want the free stuff exactly and because that's all the benefit system pretty much is for, I would say, I don't even know, majority of people. So they instantly think that we're just scum. Exactly right. The, the, the problem that they have is that they 
instead of anticipating that some people are there to game the system, they mm-hmm. expect that everyone is there to game the system. Yeah. Right. Um, so instead of having some awareness and by all means have measures and tests to try and catch people who are gaming the system, mm-hmm. but don't bring someone into a test expecting them to be a gamer of the system. Yeah. If you get what I mean? Like every single person you talk to is guilty until proven innocent. Because all it does is for the people who do need help is it makes them feel the most weakest, vulnerable, and most pathetic people ever. You know, like you have to go in there and explain why you can't function as a human. Every single thing that's wrong with you in every meticulous little way. And if you say the slightest thing wrong, you fucked it. Yeah, it's really judgmental really badly there to be honest. And it's a place where you go and actually tell these strangers the most darkest and deepest times of your life Yeah, for them to kind of go, well, you haven't logged 40 hours of job sets this week. What have you been doing? We're going to have to cancel your payment. You've not done this. You've not done this. And you're thinking, oh my God, I was having a breakdown last week. Oh my God, I only did 30 hours, not 40. And it's just, it's so degrading really. Yeah, it is. It is like the way that um, I had it described to me by someone and I think it actually it very accurately describes it is um, it feels like they're flaying your soul. Like in order, like you turn up going, I need help. And they're like, okay, well, before we can help you, we need to flay your soul and then maybe <laughs> we'll help you. And it's like, yes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> that is exactly it. And I actually, um, my last experience with it, I actually gave up because I couldn't, I was at a very weak time of mental health wise. I couldn't cope with anything. So like going to these weekly meetings was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go to them and I'd speak to, let's call her Billy. <laughs> okay. And uh, Billy would talk to me every week about pretty much how I, I need to try harder. I ended up leaving them because of the amount of shit I got from that. Exactly right. And this goes all the way back to the point I was talking about before is, and People wonder why these people turn to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's what that's what they have to go through to get yeah. the help that they 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 need or want. There are some people, obviously, that we mentioned who who just don't give a fuck and all mm-hmm. of that process is like, yeah, I I, uh, I tried, I tried, but they, they like I I did go to five interviews, but in every single one I turn up in a tracksuit smelling of weed, so I didn't get the job. It's like, oh, okay, well, technically you hit the criteria, so here's your 30 quid, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are people who game that system, but then the people who are not have to go through that, and then it's like, fuck it. Give me the weed. Fuck it. Give me the Give cocaine. Give me the weed. <laughs> like, just, just, just something that makes me not feel like a piece of shit for mm-hmm. a couple of hours, please. Um, <laughs> and that, again is like going back to drugs now because mm-hmm. we've been on a bit of a tangent i really enjoyed it though <laughs> it was a good tangent <laughs> it was a good tangent um back to drugs though and you know like you say taking away the pain mm-hmm. um i have personally i have used weed to suppress emotions before mm-hmm. um it's not a good thing to do no it's not i have and, as well yeah it's something that i think you can again don't you tell people not to do it they're still going to do it don't use drugs to suppress your feelings guys but mm-hmm. also if you're going to do it please find your way out of that tunnel because it's not going to get you anywhere you're just going to continue to smoke weed until you're like what am i doing with my life yeah oh no because <laughs> the problem because the problem is is you 
I did a lot of mindful. I do a lot of mindfulness uh, to get me through life at this point. I've had to find a way to comprehend what the fuck is going on in this world, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. um, and the way I do it is through mindfulness, not the the meditation side of it, because uh, I think I'm slightly too ADHD to sit there in silence. Not anything against anyone who does practice meditation. All power mm-hmm. to you. I just I just can't sit still, right? Um, <laughs> And what I do take away from it, though, is the idea of when you're feeling something, whether it's happiness, sadness, anger, jealousy, or something like that, you're feeling it because your body's trying to tell you something. There is a need that is either being met or not Mm -hmm. being met, right? So when it comes to suppressing emotions, when I did it, for example, I did it like the two occasions that come to mind. One, I got screwed out of a grade that ultimately cost me my first in university, and I worked really fucking hard for that uh, and came out with a 2-1. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one was when I split up with a with a uh, ex of mine, and uh, I was just like, fuck it. I just want to go get high, right? Yeah. In both of those situations, uh, I had – feelings that needed to be dealt with because when you deal with when you deal with a feeling it's not just oh you sit there and be sad you have to go through the motion of what am i feeling sad about what is the need that has no longer been met so let's take spin up with my ex-girlfriend for example it's like i'm sad not only because i'm not with her anymore but i no longer have this feeling of being loved by someone Mm -hmm. you know what 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 do i do like i i need to know that i'm i'm not just here for myself i'm here because someone else wants me to be here that is a yeah. need i have and i don't have that anymore and that really fucking upsets me right mm-hmm. um because we we didn't end in bad ways we we ended on good terms right it's not as if yeah. um she cheated on me or anything but um it's just like fuck i i i don't want to feel this right now when really you, you should feel it. You should understand what you're feeling so you can deal with it and, and work out what, you're, you, what you do with that feeling because all your feelings are there to trigger something, right? Yeah. Um, but but some, sometimes those feelings take a lot of dealing with. You know, like not everything feels the same and depending on what happens, like obviously things have happened in your past. That's not a thing you can just sit there and go, I'm sad. Okay, that's now dealt with. There's a lot yeah. of dealing with to go on with that a lot of figuring out how you Mm -hmm. live your life now on top of what you just said there like i having the ability to do that is really impressive because i think when you just think about emotions in general a lot of people don't think that like sit there and think okay i'm sad well why am i sad how can I fix that? What is making me feel this way? What do I need to change to make it better? And I think that is a big thing that people don't do. They go, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And then they just continue to be sad. Or they don't even do that. They'll be like, oh, I'm feeling sad. I don't want to feel sad. Let's let's not feel sad. Let's either mask it with something, replace it with anger, uh, mm-hmm. fake it with something else. Like just, uh, I'm feeling sad. I'm going to go skydiving to take my mind off of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Skydiving is a great thing to do. I've done it. It is pretty fucking great. Um, you get you get your adrenaline rush. You you have your thrill of landing, that excitement of, of what it is. Then you go through at the end, and the rush is gone. And lo and behold, you're sad again, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, like masking it doesn't work. And no, the same goes for drugs. Drugs is just yeah. another masking mechanism. Another like you think it's a coping mechanism. The problem is. You're not coping in any way, shape, or form there. You're just like, it's like someone doing a big poo in your living room and then you just get in the Febreze and go, shh, that's okay, but never cleaning it up. Or, or putting just like a, 
a, a like a cloth over it. You know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's not there anymore. It's like, no, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you don't, if you don't clean it up, you're gonna have a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, but, but that's really deep, though. But drug-wise, is is marijuana something that you still do today? No, I haven't done it in years. At this point, I don't do any drugs anymore. So uh, this is a question I actually wanted to ask you, but I'll let you answer it mm. as well now. And I haven't stopped for any other reason other than Brian moved to Canada. So Brian Fest doesn't happen anymore. That was kind of the only reason I ever did it in later life. When a couple of times it popped up ever since, it was like I was either already wasted drunk, right? And it's like, yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Or uh, I've gone, actually, I don't really feel like I need to. I, I'm, I'm good. Um, would I say that I'd never do weed again? No. I reckon there's probably a good chance that if it turned up at a party and someone's like, would you? I'm like, yeah, all right, why not? But I don't like, I don't have any dealer's numbers in my phone, for example, mm-hmm. like even before coming to Germany, like none in Guildford or anything like that. Um, yeah. I um, haven't looked or actively looked for anyone to, to pick up from. Um, it's not even a thing that I miss that much, to be honest. Like sometimes when I'm having a, mm. a like when I'm laying in bed and I can't fall asleep, I'm like, fuck, I wish I could have a joint. Yeah. You know? Oh, but you'd have the best sleep ever. <laughs> exactly, right? But I'm not sat here at seven o'clock at night going, fuck, I want a joint. Um, yeah. Which is nice, to be honest. Because uh, it, it it was starting to get like that during uni because that would be, again, my coping mechanism yeah. of stress. Like that situation of events or events that played out afterwards would be like, okay, this is an excuse for me not to care like one of my favorite memories of university did you ever play the last sim city game that came out that royally fucked it sim city yeah um no not the last one okay so uh that came out in like 2014 maybe even 2013 or something like that right but and i'm not a huge sim city or, or city builder fan i played them maybe once a year if i just want to mong out or something but mm-hmm. um i remember that that game came out and on its launch day it had like as with a lot of games, you try to log in and the servers are so full, it just boots you back out, right? Yeah. So that was going on. I was trying to get in. I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm not playing this. Brian knocked on my door, was like, do you want to get high and eat shit food? I'm like, yes, I do. And then we we did that, eventually pulled ourselves off the sofa. I went and tried. I got into SimCity. He went and tried. He got into SimCity. So we then just played SimCity from like 11 o'clock at night till 8 o'clock in the morning, high as fuck. Um, slowly <laughs> coming down uh, yeah. until the point where it's like, okay, we need to go to bed. It was great. It was fucking great. I had I had a yeah. great time, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I do. I, it's not as if I had negative memories or I'm ashamed or anything of anything got up to during those times. Not at all. Um, I just like that. I like. I don't want to say I outgrown it because, as I just said a moment ago, I'd probably still do it. I'm just mm-hmm. not actively seeking it anymore. Yeah, I feel like you've you've got as you've got older, you've been busy with work and life and other stuff, and yeah. your last thing on your mind was a joint. So you know you just carried on living life, and it just didn't stick around. But you'd be open to it if you were at a social setting, and someone was like, "John, little puff on this." Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And the circumstances have changed; like it's it's yeah. not as readily available and whatnot. Because and I've I've thought about this, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but a lot of my like really close mates these days are either co-workers or ex-co-workers. Like they, mm-hmm. they are from the world of game dev, right? And it's not surprising because obviously when you work at a place, this is a place you spend a lot of time with. But yeah. um, 
what's special about game dev is it's a very passion-led industry. It's a very creative-led industry. So you don't just turn up in the morning and go, hi, Sandra, how's it going? How's the family? When in your day-to-day, you sit there and you're like, what are your, what are your feelings on this? What's your emotions? What's your, what's your passions behind this idea? Take me on the journey. And you get to know people incredibly, mm-hmm. incredibly well and deeply um, because all in all, you're creating this very passionate piece of software, basically, yeah. together, uh, wanting to take players on the journey of what makes everyone unique in Mm -hmm. that thing as well it's it's hard to explain but you walk away from getting to know those people with some of the closest friends you've ever had but it also means that there's always this semblance of like secret aspects of people's personal lives that they don't want to come out because it could affect how they look at work i'm one of these people that i don't give a fuck what people know about (laughs) me my my past is my past i'm more i'm more worried about my present i don't even can really care about my future that much because it's like I never plan too far in advance because too many things change without my control. So there's yep. no point. I, I just care about what's happening at this moment in time, really. I live in the present. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm an open book because experience is to be shared, right? A hundred percent. Yes. When it comes to having a lot of those situations, there's, there's like I, I always joke that everyone maintains an air of professionalism. Because mm-hmm. like we'll talk about the dumbest shit, and we will talk about the dumbest shit, right? So like professional professionalism is not the thing, but I think it's what's socially acceptable is still because because you can talk about weird as much as you want with with mm-hmm. with your friends, but talking about coworkers, there's still an air of uh, yeah, that's we not be talking about this. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, yeah, talk about as much as you fucking want, especially with, when games have drugs in them and whatnot, right? Yeah, um, like. And I, I had to explain this to people once, actually, which made me laugh because they hadn't clocked on. It's like um, you know, like how in games where you'll take like a, a stimulant or drink a potion or something, mm-hmm. and it's like and you get a buff for five minutes. I'm like, yeah. okay, so we're basically condoning the use of recreational drugs and steroids for your own personal gain there. Do you understand that, right? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> no, 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 it's a potion. I'm like, yeah, it's a, synth- it's <laughs> yeah. a synthesi- synthesized liquid that makes you see shit. Or yeah. or uh, makes you better at something while making you really shit at something else. So the sake weed, for example, makes you think about stuff very, 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 very deeply. Make like it ups your intelligence stat, your yep. agility stat, and your awareness stat, <laughs> and your perception stat perception, in the realm of D and D. Fucking plummets, right? Gone. So You're minus twenty points once you smoke that joint. <laughs> exactly right. So, but you know, like. It's, it's weird. It's really weird how it's got that stigma around it still. It so. does have, I think drugs, the biggest stigma, it's not something as, you know, as a good person, mm-hmm. it's not something you go around going, oh yeah, I love doing weed. Because <laughs> people will be like, I thought you were a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the drugs, you know, everything we've ever known about growing up, you watch an action movie, the bad guy is the drug lord. Yeah. Like, Drugs are every ever since you've been little growing up. Drugs are bad okay. in any scenario. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> drugs are bad. Okay. You do it very good. Mister Mackey is a hero of mine. <laughs> Don't. Last night I watched the episode where you know the bit where the women have taken over and then they're all men are all underground having their cocks pumped. Right, <laughs> <laughs> <Writing> jokes. <laughs> it's such a good episode. It's- it's such a good episode. I was sitting there with my partner, like, how the fuck? Who thought of this? Like, it's so brilliant. 
That's so good. <laughs> There's so many episodes. Did you ever watch the pandemic special? Um, no, I don't think so. You need to watch the pandemic special because I haven't watched any of the new ones. Did you? You you were around when Rich was still on the streams, right? Yeah. So Rich, Rich is a bigger South Park fan than I am. He's watched every episode five times through. Right? He's wow. a huge South Park fan. We watched the pandemic special together, and we were like, I was in tears. He could barely breathe. <laughs> we were laughing so much. It was so funny. Um, oh, I need to watch it. It's it's amazing. You like honestly, I've, I'm setting you that as your homework. Same. Perfectly not allowed in the mainstream public. It's I, great. <laughs> it's it's got to the point in my life where if I mention someone uh, South Park to someone, they turn around to me like, oh, I don't really like South Park. It's like, well, we can't be friends. Yeah. Like like just based on that. Mm-hmm. tells me a lot about your view on life and society yeah. we won't be friends <laughs> like, <laughs> we can be we can be acquaintances we won't be friends oh it's so that's what surprises me as well about uh the youth of today well actually maybe they didn't grow up on south park we all grew up on south park we turned I out did. great i did yeah like i used <laughs> to do um uh jujitsu on a friday night and oh, <laughs> this is gonna say so much about me so jiu-jitsu on a Friday night, come in, and that would finish at about nine. Come in, it would always be KFC on the way home as an end-of-week treat, provided my mum could afford it, actually. Um, and then we turn on Channel 4, where it would be we'd, – we'd normally catch the end of the current episode of Friends – then it would be some kind of like uh, game show, like adult game show type thing. So for a while it was, I can't remember what it was called, um, but it was hosted by Suggs. Um, and it was, oh god, yeah, it was it was like a it was like a game show about music on channel. I think that was on channel five as well, actually. But we'd watch that, um, mm-hmm. and then on channel four, yeah, because that was on channel five. On channel four, it would have been like a comedy thing. It might have even been It Crowd or IT crowd or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or, be- or something before that. Then afterwards was South Park, right? And then after that was Eurotrash. Wow. <laughs> and Eurotrash. For people who don't know what Eurotrash is, I'm not going to explain it. I want you to go and figure it out <laughs> yourselves, providing you're over the age of 18. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> providing you're over the age of 18, which I'd hope you are listening to a podcast about drugs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On to popping things, Stevie. Have you ever done any pills? Yes, I have done ecstasy and speed. Wow. Tell me about those because we need to talk more about drugs. <laughs> so when I say ecstasy and speed, I've done amphetamines. That's basically what I've done. Wow. And um, I liked them. They were okay. Mm-hmm. I've not done too many of them. I mainly stuck to weed. I have dabbled in others. So I've done MDMA. I've done... Molly have done, and what were those like though? What was the experience for those? Well, like they 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 reach their own uppers and downers, right? So mm-hmm. what what they typically make you do is either sit there and just mellow the fuck out, or party like the sun's never coming up. They have their own come downs. It's hard to distinguish between the, between the two. Like a lot, oh, I've just bashed the mic. Sorry, a lot of people <laughs> I discovered in my life have preferential drugs, not on the effects that they give you, but on the countdowns that they give you instead Um, because um, like the effects of like cocaine and ecstasy and whatnot are obviously cocaine is not a pill, but uh, it's still an upper. 
is that you're you're just alert as fuck and you're mm-hmm. energetic as fuck. It just gives you energy, right? Um, and the the come downs are very 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 different though. Cocaine has next to, or at least for me anyway, it had next to no come down. Um, cocaine is my favorite drug. I have done it once and I will never do it again. What? Yeah. Wait, so, okay, so it's your favourite out of all of them. My favourite is cocaine. For the feeling it gave me, the energy it gave me, the lack of... I mean, it still had a come down, but the the lack of compared to others was fucking great. I loved loved every second that I was experiencing that. The problem I have with cocaine, and the reason why I actively tell people stay away from it, is it is unbelievably Moorish. When I I take a joint, for example... Mm -hmm. I'll have that joint and I'm content. Maybe yeah. we'll push for a second if the first one was a little bit weak, but I'll have that joint. We've had it. We'll go in. We're done, right? Yeah. Maybe have another one in a couple of hours' time. With ecstasy, you pop a pill, and if you're provided you're not a fucking idiot, you won't pop another one that evening. Uh, same with if you're doing tabs. I don't know if you've ever dropped tabs on LSD or anything. When you drop a tab of LSD, you you do the tab. It, it dissolves. It's gone. You have your wild fucking journey. Oh my god, I want all these stories. Oh, we we can we'll get to them. I promise. Um, <laughs> you'll you'll go on your wild fucking journey, and it is wild. But you're not going to go halfway through. I want another tab. Or if you are, mm-hmm. you you may as well start digging your own grave because your brain and your body is just going to burn out. Right. Right. Cocaine. I wanted another bump of twenty minutes after I'd had my first one. Wow. Right, and it's like that is bad that is incredibly bad and that is why you you'll see um i don't know if you've ever seen anyone doing cocaine but like like in movies and whatnot it's they'll do a line say a couple of sentences do another line say a couple yeah. of sentences do another line and then overdose and die right yeah it's because it is so easy to overdose on it really 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 is because it it's effects are it's it's like it's a hell of an experience mm-hmm and it's not short lived. It just you're just like because the initial rush is great. The the mm-hmm. effects afterwards is amazing as well. But the initial rush is fucking great. The feeling of it, like the only real way I can say is activating. Is is just like oh my <laughs> god, I'm feeling fucking powerful right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, like I can do fucking anything. I can talk to anyone about anything. I can fucking dance forever. I, and you know that's that's when you start <laughs> gurning and your eyeballs start going all yeah. over the fucking place like and wide eyed. You know, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was the feel like the realization when my mate turned around and was like, Do you want to do another line? And I was like, Yes, wait, no, we only just did one. He was like, Yeah, but we could do another one. I'm like, No, no, I'm yeah. not going to do another one. That's that's Too really much. fucking yeah. dangerous. So I've never gone back. And you know, that's I've had, I've had plenty of opportunities, never yeah. gone back. That's really smart that you, you've actually thought, like, Hold on a minute, no fucking way. We just did it. Because I suppose with most drugs, you know, like when you do weed, you smoke it and then you are, you're stoned for a long time. It, exactly, the effects right. last. Even on the come down, your eyes are still a bit dry and you're still a bit like, I can see colors good. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if, you're looking for, if you're looking for a name of a podcast, that's it. I can see <laughs> colors good. <laughs> But you can, and then eventually it will fade. It's true, though. Colours are really pretty when you're stoned. Sorry, sorry. That, oh, that, that blindsided me. I love it. I love it. Carry on. Carry on. But that happens, and then that will fade away. And then yeah. I, when I've done it, I've kind of faded into normality. So, like, it's a big journey. 
blah, 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 normal. And then I'm happy to be normal. Like you say, cocaine, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's, oh my God. It's like one joint eight hours later kind of situation. Exactly right. But cocaine every 20 minutes, that's insane. For you to say that that was your like favorite one as well, that really surprised me because everyone around me that I know, they have had either like neutral experiences I know someone that did it for the first time and like nothing happened to them. And they were like, it was boring. It was shit. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've personally watched people do it. I've never, I've never personally done it. Um, it's just one thing that for some it's, reason I'm like, no, <laughs> it's one of the, it's, it's called the rich person's drug, uh, for a reason. Right. And that is because it is expensive. You so spend a lot, yeah. you spend a lot of money on it. Rich people typically know where to get good quality from. Because it's mm-hmm. one of those drugs that it, it's it's a white powder. You can stretch it out with yeah. quite literally anything that's white and powdery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people won't notice the fucking difference. I, I've known people who have found uh, like flour and stuff in theirs, and you know, like probably shouldn't snort yeah. flour, but it's not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, like it, some of the other stuff, like that—that's where the danger in it comes from. So if you get it from like a I guess in real, I can describe it as like a cheapo dealer. It, like if you yeah. if you take a hit of it and it's not done anything, chances are it's because it's laced, right? Yeah, or it's being stretched, cut. right? Cut. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Like mm-hmm. it's being cut to the point of non-existence anymore, right? Yeah. And uh, the guy I was doing it with is a rich man. He earns a lot of money. <laughs> so and he he works in the uh, investment scene. So wow! So uh, he had that good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're notorious for it. Like the way he describes it is, they'll have meetings that have cocaine tables in front of them, and whoa, uh, that's like like it's Wolf of Wall Street shit. Like when when I watch Wolf of Wall Street, I like apparently it's not so much like that anymore. But when he first got in, it was. Um, Wow, um, I've seen so the negative side of cocaine. Like these people sound like yeah, they're doing like the good stuff, and it's affecting them. I've you know the people in the pub yeah that you know they're at, they get their pints and they're like do the head nod to the toilet Let's yeah go. you know the, the only yeah. time that guys go to the toilet together yes yes that but I have been around I've been around that well previously we used to go to these pubs and they would all do it there mm-hmm. and I've never looked at it in a positive way because of how they reacted to it and how mm-hmm. everyone else was around and to me, it was a very off-putting experience because they were so like, it was like talking to a dead person. Their eyes were like looking through me mm-hmm. and then around and no one could look at me and everyone was like chatting shit and talking forever. And I'm like, do you hear what I'm saying to you? We've got to go home. Mm-hmm. Give me the keys. And they're like, over there, over there. And I'm like, what the hell is happening to you? Yeah, like <laughs> the, like the only real way I can describe it is it, it amplifies so many things about a person. So if mm-hmm. if they're if they're like for me I'm 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 a big energetic party goer right yeah if that's the mood I'm in and I take that I'm I'm I am party Stevie let's fucking go <laughs> right yeah if someone is a bit more of the paranoid nature yeah can turn them into a fucking dickhead I've I've seen that happen mm-hmm. uh, if someone already believes that they know everything in the world and they are never wrong they will believe that they are a guru to themselves right <laughs> yeah. um and nothing you can say will go it will go in their ears 
but mm-hmm. hit an invisible cocaine barrier and never make it to their brain yeah. because because they already don't care about what anyone else is saying at this point they don't even want to listen to what anyone else is saying it's a really interesting concept that is it's yeah. more of an amplifier of, of people's personalities um i mean i could imagine they were having the greatest time but to be on the receiving end of someone who wasn't doing it yeah. was not fun I mean, even me bigging myself up as party goer Stevie, I imagine I was a fucking liability to be with as party goer Stevie. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't want to, I don't envy uh, the person that had to wrangle me that night. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's a hell Damn. of a drug. Now, I remember briefly when I was in your stream and we were talking about drugs mm-hmm. a little bit, I mentioned mushrooms. Yes. Yes. And you said, oh, I had a mushroom experience. And I was like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go into this first with a thing I learned about myself that day. And that is I don't handle psychedelics well. And this okay. is an important thing for everyone to bear in mind that not every drug is for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because your friend handles cocaine well does not mean you will. So if you handle cocaine and it doesn't go well, don't do yeah. it anymore because anyone else is. It's a drug that doesn't work for you. We are mm-hmm. all special snowflakes that we all work in different ways. <laughs> we do. Yeah. My Achilles heel is psychedelics. I do not handle them well. Um, so I took mushrooms in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and I was there with my cousins because my cousins live in Holland. In Amsterdam, you can buy mushrooms over the counter in shops, the same way you can with weed. Uh, yeah. Mushrooms from shops are not the good stuff. And they normally sell them in halves as well. Like you, you don't even get that much. So I didn't even have the good stuff. I didn't even have that much of it, right? But what you're supposed to do with psychedelics, and this is what I learned when I did with LSD, was you find yourself a nice quiet place, mm-hmm. set yourself up in it, get yourself comfortable, give yourself everything you think you'll need and go on the journey. Yeah. What I did was eat it in the middle of one of the busiest streets in Amsterdam. Oh my god! I can literally probably see the street you're on right now. Trams everywhere, bikes, yeah, yeah people, yeah. trams, bikes, people everywhere, and it was uh, like twilight time, right? So, oh, wow, uh, one of the busiest periods in Amsterdam because that's when people, that's when the red light district starts to open up, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, people are moving out of the touristy things I call the museums and into the bars and the coffee shops. So, yeah. um, people fucking everywhere. Right. And obviously when, when they're in these places, most of Amsterdam's outside seating. Like there's literally mm-hmm. a square dedicated to pubs, restaurants and, and all of that with, with a know, lot of people. A yeah. lot of people in it. And that was where I took the, the mushroom. I'm ready for this. I can already see it going bad. I can't remember what's what's the name of the painter who painted Scream? Edvard Munch. Have a look at the picture of the scream. Looking at it. That is how I perceived people's faces. Oh my god, that's horrifying! Right, uh, or similar to. Obviously, they like they they still have their hair and everything, but mm-hmm. but like the the style with the lines and how the lines bend to the shapes of everything and like the sky yeah. and everything. That was how that 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 was my Instagram filter on life, right? Wow, <laughs> over my eyes. Now imagine that stood in one of the busiest streets in Amsterdam, or hundreds slash thousands of people passing by you, and all the chatter and audio like oh my god from it and whatnot right so i was like i need to not look at people's faces right now so i, I try to look at a street like sign because they have mm-hmm. uh, street names on the walls in some places right and the letters were worms that were moving 
and like oh God. like it was like dripping paint ish but not dripping just waving and, and yeah. i was like what so I, could, <laughs> I i i couldn't i couldn't make out um the letters i couldn't even make them out as like glyphic shapes and i was like so mm-hmm. panic was starting to set in at that point um oh, no. my cousins identified it and just sat me down somewhere and just and just was like one of them constantly had his like his arm on me to to yeah. ground me which was worked surprisingly well right but um yeah that passed about i don't know i want to say an hour to an hour and a half later and then i had the come down which is not a nice come down also mushrooms taste like shit um they do yeah they're fucking awful so i had i had to come down with the realization of that aftertaste in my mouth ate some amazing food because the dutch do snack food really well Mm-hmm. Um, ate some amazing food, went out clubbing, <laughs> had a great oh time. <laughs> had a great time. Your um, mushroom experience it sounds very short. I mean, it's very intense, but short. Yeah, because it was only a small one, right? Oh, right. Okay. This is what I mean. Like the dosage that you buy over the counter is not big. Like if you was to buy it from a dealer, you'd get like a bag of multi and to be different sizes and whatnot. This was a tiny fucking capsule thing. Yeah. Right. One that I thought I'd be safe on, and I was not. Right, but but I I don't think it was the the trip itself that was the problem. Like I could have dealt with that. It was mm-hmm. it was the surrounding. There was too much stimulus going yeah. on, too much going on around me, too much noise, too much like people brushing past me and and things like that. Too many large objects which turned out to be trams making their way through the crowd, and and but they had lights on, so the lights were glaring at me as well. That just sounds awful. Yeah. I you know that makes me feel bad now because when I. I personally love Amsterdam. It's one of my favourite places. I love Amsterdam to uh, pieces. It's Gen- so great. Genuinely one, an amazing place. Everyone needs to go, not even for the drugs or the sex. It is beautiful. It it's is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. city. The entire time, right, so I've, I try to go yearly. So I go, I take an annual trip to Amsterdam. Unfortunately, COVID ruined this. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> no, yeah, fuck you, COVID. Hopefully I can go at the end of this year, fingers crossed. But um, my friend came with me. The year before last, I went for my birthday and I went on my own. Oh, that's bold. I know. It was very bold. But I was like, I'm a 20, I think I turned 24 or 23. I can't remember. You ready um, to take on the world. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to Amsterdam on my own for my birthday, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I got there. I was there for two days on my own and then realized I needed someone because getting stoned alone is not fun, especially when you're a woman in a city alone. It's not fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I imagine um, that opens you up to a lot of... Um... I didn't realise how scary the yeah. world is when you're a lonely woman. It's horrifying. I was like, I'm a woman. I'll take on anyone. So my friend came over anyway. Two days later, she came over and she was the whole time we'd been to Amsterdam before together. And she was like, right. I want to do mushrooms. She did mushrooms. Uh, we bought them from the smart shop. And we spoke to the guy about it. He told us all the things, the dosage. She ate the whole thing. And we were waiting for ages. Oh, she was like, like oh. the, when, when we bought it, the guy didn't say anything. We just asked for it, gave him money and walked out. So... Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> that that'd probably be why we didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't do very well. My cousins were fine. Yeah, but. we he briefly gave us a thing and we got a leaflet. So that helped a little oh, bit. Oh lovely. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. But we went back to the hotel, she ate them, and then we were there for like oh I think I was watching South Park. Of course. And we eating munchy food, just sitting there chilling. And then she was like had a wave of weirdness. And that passed in about an hour. And then she would looked at me and went, I'm fine. I think we can go out. Because I love in the evenings, 
I pretty much go there for the weed. I'll be honest. Okay. I go there. The weed is great. I mm-hmm. have the best time. I will just walk around happy as Larry. And the weed there is so clean and beautiful. It it's is. not like you come back here in England and you think, I don't even want to touch it here because it's disgusting yeah. and the way it makes you feel. It's like completely different. That's yeah. why I go there because it's lovely so we've done that we're like yeah i'm like great we get to go out go to my favorite coffee shop yeah 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 you sure you want to go what is your favorite coffee shop out of curiosity uh my favorite coffee shop is super skunk coffee shop what a name uh, (laughs) i know i know i don't i think mainly because the first time i ever went i was taken we went as a group of friends and one of my friend's boyfriends came with us and he has been there before and that was the first one i ever went to oh so so there's a lot of memories there yeah, I think that is the reason it's my favourite. And also the vibe in there is very chilled. They're like very low sofas, but they're all like, it's like a big circle, like a big oval, almost like Egyptian tables in the middle for you to roll on. And you're all looking at each other. So you're all kind of stoned, just staring at each other, but okay with it. And it's great. And it's dark and the music's really chill vibes as well. It's really lovely. I love it. <laughs> so we're going out. I'm like, yes, go to the coffee shop. Off we go. She's put a coat on. We're on the way. And then out of nowhere, she's like, well the lights look weird and i'm like what do you mean she's like i can't she couldn't even explain her experience so i should have known at that point we should have turned around and gone back we got to the coffee shop and obviously it's you have to ask for a drink when you're in a coffee shop if you want to sit in so i've ordered my um cappuccino i was like do you want something she's got a cup of tea the ladies handed me all the stuff and i was like you need to do your cat you need to do your tea like grab it from her because she was just standing there looking at her and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to grab it. And then I was like, Sally, grab your tea. She grabbed her tea and we went and sat down. And she was like, Emma, I don't know what's happening. It's really bad. And I'm like, what's going on? And then she just went quiet for ages. I was like, don't worry, I'm here. I've got you if we need to go. Don't worry, I've got you, fam. We're sitting there. I'm having a great time. And I just left her to it for about 25 minutes. Then out of nowhere, she it was almost like, you know, that's so Raven. And then she just yeah. went <gasps> and come back and was like, I just was watching myself from above. Oh my god! And I was, okay. I was like, "What?" She was, she <laughs> what was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, she was like, "I just had a full-on out-of-body experience. I was looking at myself from above for ages. Everything was like fucking well weird." I was like, "Oh my god!" And she had about three of those in the coffee shop. We then went back for a walk. We went the long way home. It was the best time ever. We were laughing. Oh my and god. She- she was in such a place, but for some reason, you know, like if someone says a special word and it brings them out of their trigger. Yeah. Almost like hypnotism. If I say cheese, you're going to wake up. We were walking back and we were all doing Secret Santa at the time because it's Christmas. Right. And we were walking back. She's well fucked up. And then out of nowhere, I go, what are you getting John for Secret Santa? And she came back to life out of nowhere. She was like, I've got her this. And then she was like, if you hadn't said that, Emma, I would have been in a deep, dark hole for a long, long time. Jesus Christ. I know. This, this is what I love about psychedelics is everyone's experience is different. Like when you look at weed, when you look at uh, cocaine, when you look at ecstasy and all of that, it's a shared experience. Everyone has the mm-hmm. same like reaction. The the effects of it or whatnot, like we spoke about with cocaine, like how, how it changes a person in different ways is different, but the actual mm-hmm. journey is the same. Whereas when you look at like psychedelics, it's like you pop it and you know, you're basically just rolling dices at this or dice yeah. at this point to see where you end up. Um, you will never know you will never know what happens we ended up back at the hotel we made it got her back she was on like her phone she was like in and out falling asleep and we had this toilet that was like directly like it was two single beds and the toilet shower was immediately in front of you and it was just a slidey door oh lovely okay i know yeah it was a very cheap hotel (laughs) 
<laughs> and she'd gone to the toilet and then I was watching the TV. I was stoned, time passed, and I was like, oh my God, how long has she been in there for? It could have been hours. <laughs> and I, I stopped and thought, fuck, is she dead? Like, is she all right? So I was like, <laughs> I was like are you all right in there? And out of nowhere, she slid the door, like, and just stood there and looked at me and was like, the ceiling's been moving. I've been looking at myself in the mirror for about half an hour. Everything's like crazy. I'm looking at myself from above again. And she did that twice. After that, I was like, come lay down for a little while. And then she got up to go to the toilet again. I, I kind of felt like she wanted to go back in there and have a great time. So the second time she went in there, I just left her to it. She came out like an hour later and yeah, she went to sleep. <laughs> it was great. But that was, that. Was, I, I personally wouldn't take mushrooms because I'm scared. I mean, that's fair. That's My fair. brain's fucked up enough. I don't need to take psychedelics. But this, I probably live in that life already. This is this is really good because this is where it's another example of knowing your limits, knowing enough about yourself on what to take and what not to. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's it's the same thing with um, with like alcohol and whatnot. Where as you grow up, you learn which ones to stay away from. Like for example, oh, yeah. I don't drink rum. I don't go anywhere near rum. Not because I don't like it. I love rum. Rum is great. It turns me into an arsehole. Like, it turns oh. me into a, a proper dick. Like, yeah. I get fighty. I get argumentative. I oh, get dismissive. No. And it's like, I don't need that. I don't need that. Yeah. So get rid of it. All right. And I don't go anywhere near vodka because I had a really bad experience with vodka when I on my 20th birthday and it made me throw up for 18 hours straight. It's the worst oh hangover God. I have ever had to this day. You know, like all I need to do is smell vodka. I'm like, nope, get it away from me. Yeah. Don't want it. Just get it away. It's the exact same thing with drugs. You you work out what ones do not work yeah. well for you. You stay the hell away from them. A hundred percent. I I personally didn't even like, I've not tried a lot of drugs. I have only ever done marijuana and I licked MDMA. Well, what I was told was MDMA <laughs> off of a glass chopping board in someone's kitchen because they had all snorted it, and then they were like, Emma, taste this, and they just held it up, and I went, <laughs> I licked it all. Nothing happened Why? to me at all. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was very young at the time. I kind of was like, fuck it, I'll lick the whole thing. But nothing happened. I didn't experience anything, and I've not done cocaine. I've done nothing else apart from weed and licked a bit of dust, and I don't want to do anything else. That's entirely fair. Yeah, I'm quite content with... I don't do drugs how I used to when I was a kid, but I'm content with my life and knowing that I don't want to do pills or cocaine or anything like that. I'm That's okay with that. Fair. Um, and, you know, like, good on you for going on that journey. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to experience most things. I gave myself some hard limits immediately because I didn't want to ruin my fucking life. So, you know, I stayed yeah. away from uh, crack. I stayed away from heroin. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I had uh, a girlfriend in Glasgow. I have seen the effects of heroin. Apart from having a, like my biggest fear in life is genuinely needles. So wouldn't be able to do heroin yeah. even if I wanted to. Seeing the effects of heroin on society is mm-hmm. very fucking easily done if you go to Glasgow, right? Yeah, I'm not looking to end my life. I'm looking to have a good time. Stay away from crack, stay away from uh, heroin. And thankfully, it's not that big a thing in the, in the UK to the point where even at Brian Fest, I did he called him his actual name then. Uh, even at Brian <laughs> Fest, I, um, I, I'd never seen it turn up. And I'd seen every drug turn up at Brian Fest. Meth. Meth is yeah, not really a thing in the, in the UK, but it is a fucking awful, awful substance. Um, it ruins people. It abs- it's, I, I don't know what one's worse between heroin and meth, to be honest. Because they both ruin people in very different ways. 
uh, but they they still result in a very 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 fucked up person right that's like on top of those i want to add like you know like they're more popular i think in the u.s like fentanyl like mm-hmm. prescription meds and stuff yep. like that that can be sold and turned into god knows what like people are burning stuff to create weird shit you know the stuff that makes you eat people oh like the there was the guy in florida who was high on bath salts yeah rudy eugene i remember and, and not even just bit it like actually this guy's face had chunks out of it i think a lot of them get overlooked you know like the oxycodones and mm-hmm. stuff like that whatever they're called yeah they're i've never done bad. anything prescription like the i've only ever taken prescription drugs when i've been prescribed them because they're not yeah. we, we don't really hit the uh, prescription drugs hard over here at least i not where i grew up right not too sure why yeah the most the most extreme well i've had morphine but you know, like mm-hmm. that, that I didn't get to go home with that. I was laid yeah. up in a hospital bed, <laughs> waiting for a button to light up when I could have my next dose, and they took me off of it after an hour. The only high class addictive drug that I've ever been prescribed that I took home was when I had uh, codeine uh, when I had uh, my wisdom teeth taken out. Are there any? Uh, so I, I mean, we've spoken about the big scary drugs and their big no nos. Is there any other big no no drugs? you can think of because i've got heroin in my head meth crack mm-hmm. prescription drugs i mean they're all big no-no drugs really but like the big scary ones that you will tunnel into a f- you will die eventually yeah, if you the, use them the ones that i've had to I've, I've told people about before especially like young mothers and all of that is you need to be careful of the stuff you give your kids like cowpole mm-hmm. for example you think you can just drown your kid in cowpole no, don't do that. It's still a drug. Drugs aren't just weed and cocaine and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of drugs in a lot of things. Be aware of it because it's easy to become addicted to that type of stuff completely oh, accidentally. Yeah. Not, not a stay away from this one in particular. Just a more be mindful because um, I know they get quite inventive with them in like other parts of the world. I know in one of the African countries, and I feel really bad that I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, they. Uh, get high off cough syrup oh yeah i think i watched a documentary about this actually uh, the vice one yes on youtube yeah yeah they yeah. get high on cough syrup so for those of you who haven't seen it i can't remember what drug is in it uh the cough syrup is really easy to get it is stockpiled by that country for some reason so everyone is literally just drinking vials and vials and vials of cough syrup oh it's codeine is it codeine there you go it's co- it's codeine cough syrup so uh you know you don't need codeine for a cough the hell's wrong with these people? I know. As in the manufacturers, not the people doing the drugs. There's a lot wrong with the people doing the drugs, not because of the drugs, but because of like the state of life that they have to live in. That's why they're mm-hmm. doing the drugs, right? Yeah. It's genuinely insane that when you look at drugs around the world. There's there's another one in like Russia. Russia's crazy with its drugs. I think they call it like crocodile or something that literally rots them from the inside out. You know, like if if teenagers start doing this, they'll be dead before twenty. Type drug, and yet they do it. Opioids are a big thing as well in some countries, aren't they? And they can lead to death really badly. Oh, yeah, massively, massively. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we use opioids a lot in our our prescription medicine, but it's regulated like heavily, yeah, because they're so fucking powerful. Is the best way to they describe are. it, right? But what advice would you give to someone if they were to try drugs for the first time? Do it in a safe way. Do it in a safe environment. Don't go to the extreme first. You need to work out your limits. You need to work out what mm-hmm. what drug is for you and work out your limit of it. And that's not just your, your body limit, but but 
bear in mind these cost a lot of money it gets you involved with some scary people like talking dealers and whatnot do it safely because there's no point like i would love to say don't do drugs kids but we spoke about this already right that ain't gonna stop them so if they're gonna do it like the same advice my mom gave me like when it came when it comes to weed uh, which is probably the drug that most people will start off with right because it's the most readily available the cheapest to get Mm -hmm. and the the least side effective make sure that you buy from someone that you know someone you know has bought from so there's some semblance of trust there don't with any drugs don't drink and do drugs at the same time just don't just don't do it yeah don't do a lot of things when you do drugs just kind of if you i feel like if you're going to do them do them in a safe environment when you haven't got plans to go somewhere and do something and just be smart about when you do them don't fucking do it at school don't be that idiot just because i got away with it at school doesn't mean you will my school got shut down. Most schools would expel you on the spot, all right? And then if you get expelled from school, life becomes a lot more difficult. That ain't worth it for drugs. It's not. Don't do it at school. <laughs> Don't do drugs at school. I would like to just say overall, like try to avoid drugs as much as you can because some of them do you do find yourself thinking, oh, my God, I might turn into a drug spiral. I mean, I haven't, but I could imagine if you – get somewhere and you like it and you like it so much you want to do it all the time that could really take your life over and i don't think that you know life is so much more than just drugs don't let the drugs become your life have a dabble and be safe about it yeah like drugs are addictive bear that in mind i and try and identify when the addictiveness (laughs) is starting to hit in the Mm -hmm. same way it does with smoking and with alcohol a rule i live by is everything in moderation everything 100 percent. yeah um, if you drink too much water, you'll drown. If you eat too much food, you'll die. Do too much exercise, you'll injure yourself and thus can't exercise. You need to do everything within a healthy moderation. Same applies to drugs. I do have to uh, interrupt okay. us, though, before we finalise this because we have to do the J of the Week. So this, uh, if you have listened to a podcast, I do a J of the Week where someone will send us a joke and we have to react to it. And if we don't, we tell them how shit it is and that they need to go fuck up their ideas or we laugh and rate it out 10 and be like you're fab so most of the time i'll be honest and say the jokes have been well poo (laughs) and half the time i spend laughing before i've said it because i get the gigglies as soon as i start talking about it i'm ready (laughs) so probably not going to be funny but i have a joke this is what has been put in the discord okay are you ready what's big gray and can't climb trees what a car park it's so bad Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) It's so stupid. It's not even good. And that was brought to us by Jay, who was on the podcast two weeks ago. Jay. Jay, that could have been a lot better. You know know when you just feel like a couple of brain cells just go, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I don't understand this shutdown. This part of your brain's dead for the rest of your life now. That's your consequence. To be honest, there is like five lines up. Someone in the joke submission section just put, no puss was murdered. And I feel like I should have said that and it would have been a lot funnier. (laughs) 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 See, that one's great. I love it. And it doesn't make sense either. Like in in, in relation to what? But I don't care. (laughs) But submitting jokes and they've just gone, no puss was murdered. So... (laughs) 10 out of 10 for the push Fair. joke. Okay. Jay, I'm giving you a 2 out of 10 because that was weak as fuck. Stevie agrees. Mm-hmm. His, 
His silence after. I fully, I fully agree with that. <laughs> like, it, it's it's a shame that blinking doesn't have audio right because now, a lot of blinking happened. <laughs> just, just, just like trying to process, trying to like, is there something I'm missing? I don't. Yeah. No. Nah. Wow. <laughs> but I think I think we've spoke a lot. I mean, a lot of it we did go on a tangent about um, other things and society and stuff. But I feel like we covered a lot about drugs. You shared some great experiences, which I think, you know, I haven't got a big reach, but this could help someone out there, Stevie. I definitely think so. Oh, I hope so. And, you know, like, I'm glad we did go on those sounds because they are related to drugs and whatnot, right? It explains a lot of how drugs are used and and hopefully highlights how not to mm-hmm. use drugs, like what they yeah. don't solve. Like, they're, they're a recreational fun time. They are not yeah. a mask for life's issues. We're just normal people that live like life because we're not drug experts. We're just people from here, the world, and we're just speaking about our experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good to exactly do, right. to share what we've been through. And, you know, whenever we talk about it again, I can tell the story about LSD because that's a good story. It's a good story. I almost whited once. I had to be taken down the stairs. I remember just asking for the bun, i.e. like a bread bun, because I needed saving. And I just sat there going, bun, I need the bun. And everyone was like, what? But that was about it. People whiting. Is one of my favorite. It's like people whiting and the paralytic drunks. Mm-hmm. As long Great. as I'm not in charge of them, are my favorite things. Like they're so funny. The moment I'm in charge of them, I hate you to death. But watching them from afar, ah, oh, it's great. Like like walking walking home at three o'clock in the morning after a nightclub and just seeing all the people passed out on the side of the curb, or the fights that are happening, or or like because someone <laughs> yeah. stole somebody's chip. <laughs> or something like that, right? And it's like this is this is hilarious. I could watch this for hours. <laughs> I could honestly watch this for hours. On look o- across all the deterioration in the street, <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, but I I have my moments as well. I just don't remember them. I bet you do. Do you know? I always say like I hold myself well when I go out and drinking. Right? Uh-huh. Christmas Eve just gone because we couldn't go anywhere. We had it just us at home. Sure. We played beer pong this Christmas. Oh, last good Christmas. Shout. Um. But because my teammate didn't drink beer, theirs was vodka and Coke. They also didn't want to drink theirs quick enough. So I had to drink theirs and mine. Oh, no. Fast forward two hours later, I'm f- I picked up a dead worm outside my house. I was stealing someone's reindeer. I also was then um, upstairs on the floor of my bedroom. Like a cat, like sticking on the floor. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. like it, was, <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> it was terrible. So. I have my moments too, don't worry. Well, I look yeah. forward to uh, hearing more of these stories or maybe even one day experience them. One uh, day, I really them. hope we could just get all fucked up together and it'd be it's gonna so be great. good. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's so good. But Stevie, it was a pleasure to have you. Is there anything you would like to plug? Plug yourself, boo. Oh. Ah, yeah. Oh, you, oh. I, I did in headlights here. Yeah, so as I said at the beginning, uh, we are... I'm a part of the Epically Average Gamers. We stream live every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. UK time or 8 p.m. European time. And then as well as on a Sunday at 2 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. European time. We play all manner of games right now. Every Thursday is dedicated to Resident Evil up until the release of Resident Evil 8. So if you like Resident Evil, come along for that. But yeah, we play all kinds of games. So I'd love to see you there. Uh, we also have a podcast ourselves called the Epically Average Podcast, which we record live on Twitch every first and third week, first and third Tuesday of the month. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. and it then gets released onto podcast services a week afterwards. 
Uh, expect to hear a familiar voice on there soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we also have a YouTube, uh, Epically Average Gamers uh, over on YouTube. So uh, if you'd like to come check that out, you are more than welcome. Lovely. I love doing that bit. That's probably like one of my top three favorite parts about podcasting. Oh, really? I don't know if most people do that part, but I love at the end when I'm like, plug yourself, boo. And then I get to, I just sit here and smile whilst you all get very passionate about yourselves. I love it. Oh, it's really nice to hear just when people are like, um, plug yourself. And then they tell me all the stuff they do and there's the sound in their voice. They're so chirpy and happy about it. It's really nice. Yeah, it's because you're amazing and, and give us an amazing platform to do it on. So thank you. Thank you for being oh. so amazing. And also, well done on your charity stream. Uh, I'm not going to date the episode, but just well done on doing Thank 24 you. hours of it. Oh, my God. That was amazing. It was a blast. It was um, really fun, honestly. I had a great time. How, how are you feeling? Post-it. I feel okay. I haven't had a proper sleep yet. I like instantly, because I don't know if you you were there for the cream pie. I was, yeah. As you could see, I did. I, I definitely went out with a big cream pie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, it went everywhere because I didn't want to hold back. I wanted to smack that fucking pie in my face. Yeah, I saw that it went everywhere. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" I know. I didn't even care. I just smacked it in my face. I let it drop all on the floor. I dropped the whole plate on the floor and was just like, "Feverless swingle," and then I left, did my bit. Mm-hmm. After, like, it's so it's actually really disheartening to. 24 hours, I've been chatting and doing a thing. And I mean, immediately I pressed that end stream button. I'm on my own. And yeah, it was really weird. I, I was that. just silent. And I silently tidied up my bedroom, cleaned up all the cream. I had a shower, put on some clothes. I sat in bed and was like, yeah, I'll wait for my partner to come home. I was asleep by the time she got home. I woke up about four and then I stayed awake and then I went to sleep uh, about 2 a.m. And then I had work. So I woke up this morning but i'm i'm looking forward to tonight because i get a lay in tomorrow so I'm nice excited. oh mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm i'm already counting down days of the weekend <laughs> but i'm excited it was really fun and i have to spank you as well stevie because you did you put spank me out me. there to your community i could spank you if you wanted me to <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking go <laughs> But I have to thank everyone. I feel very in debt to everyone. I've still got to do a post about it. And I I really want to thank you as well, Steve, because you put me out there. You've helped me. We've known each other for quite a long time now. Yeah. And and honestly, you've supported me so much. You were there and I couldn't have asked for a better person to walk into my life and help me because I feel like you have helped me. So thank you, Stevie. No, thank you because it goes to you as well. Like you supported me uh, when we were still like we're still finding our feet right like, we've not got a huge follower base but you still come and support me and trust me with your viewership and oh, whatnot of course. as well and it's, it's it's so genuinely appreciated and then of course when you helped out on our charity stream as well like just it just goes to show how much of a wonderful person you are oh don't be silly it's been a pleasure having you stevie it's been a pleasure being here thank you so thank much thank you for so much me. and do you want to say bye to the peoples take care everybody i love all your faces Thank you for listening to this episode, guys. If you made it all the way to the end and enjoyed, but haven't listened to any of the others, please check out the others. They're great. You might have a good time, but remember, look after yourself. It's really important and stay blessed. I'll see you next time. Bye.